The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. A storm is coming as Jade Cargill's theme might say, but boy has the wrestling world been turned upside down over the past week or so. Hello everyone and welcome to Bunker Mania, the official wrestling podcast of Bunkerzilla UK. You join us as we are taping this live on Twitch on Wednesday the 23rd of February. I am Jeremy Graves and of course I cannot do this alone. So please give a nice warm welcome to my cohort in crime, my tag team partner each and every time, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. Good sir, how are you doing today? I am doing lovely as always. I've come back from a holiday and I didn't get caught up in a storm, which is a good thing. But I also managed to enjoy the wonderful, the wonderful beverage that is the Bud Light uh, Seltzer <laughs> from the Great American Bash episode we talked about many, many months ago last year. And uh, for all different purposes, a dog has just come, and a dog has just come into, the, uh, into the room, which is nice. Hello. Hello. Well, you I know can't, what? I can't, for the benefit of our audio listeners, um, uh, a, do- my, a, a dog we're looking after called Bella. She's just skipped into the room. Uh, looking, looking somewhat perturbed and, and lost. Uh, family members are downstairs, so hopefully, hopefully she will go back and see them in a second. Well, you know what, good sir, but she while doesn't you... bark, so but she doesn't well, bark, so it's fine. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, while you are attending to the wonderful doggo, I shall quickly do a little bit of housekeeping, if you will. As mentioned, we are taping this show live on Twitch currently at the time of recording. If you would like to, you can give us a follow there. If you'd like to be notified of future Bunkerzilla UK broadcasts. Also worth noting as well that you can support us here on Twitch as well by subscribing, where you can get yourself some fun emotes and every little helps when it comes to the channel. If you are watching the video replay or a portion of the replay as we like to sometimes throw out there on the Bunkerzilla UK YouTube channel, make sure you give us a thumbs up and a like. Also a subscribe if you feel so inclined. And of course, big shout out to all of our audio podcast listeners there. Be you listening on the likes of Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, insert other name of podcast platform I've not thought of off the top of my head right here. Very much appreciate you taking the time to download and we hope you enjoy this edition of the show as well. While you're at it, why not tell a friend about our show? We would really appreciate it if you did. Good sir. It's been a couple of weeks since we last last had a chance to do a show. Variety of reasons that have come up and whatnot. I I think it's fair to say a lot's happened. A lot has definitely happened, and 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 just because I, I went off on a random tangent about the Bud Alcoholic Light Seltzer uh, before we were charmingly uh, interrupted by Bella, who is still kind of just scanning around, but she's not she's not doing any harm at all. So is, is Bella you, the you, official doggo of Bunkerzilla? There are many doggos that come into this house, so one of Fair. many, one of many official doggos. But but she's she's being good. She's not making noise. She's not jumping around. She's a good girl. Good doggo, good doggo. Um, but yeah, I was saying about the Bud Alcoholic Light Seltzer. I had it. It's totally shit. <laughs> it of course shit it is, because they sponsored WWE. What do you expect? <laughs> it's like, just like, it's like, it's, it's only a bit of water and flavor. And that was, and that was mostly it. That was mostly it. So if but I want yes. that, I'll just buy a bottle of like sparkling flavored water down from like my local corner shop or something. Yeah. I, can, I can feel the pain Wade Barrett had to go through to kind of promote it. It's like, Yes, this Bud Alcoholic Light Seltzer. 
shit, but this is is drinkable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get paid to say this. That'll do. If I I say this right, Vince won't yell in my ear. It'll be fine. (laughs) But of course, this still, going back to when we talked about day one, of which I will say, everyone, if you would like to hear what we're referring to, go back into the archives, be it on an audio form or YouTube, so you can see what the heck we were talking about when it came to that NXT ladder match, if memory serves, I think it was. Um, Uh, It was... I think it was uh, Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight for Butler Services or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, think about day one, I think it was, when they had like the Pizza Hut collaboration or whatever oh, yes. it was recently. Oh, yes. And you <laughs> could like, it, it was the most, it was the best attempt to not eat a bit, a bit of pizza I've ever seen. Did you, did you say day one or Survivor Series? Because it was a Survivor Series. What? I'm not going to lie. All of it blends together at this point. Fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> But yeah, Survivor Series, folks. So you can hear about that in the archives if you would like to. So yeah, a lot has happened in the world of wrestling, and we're going to sort of change up the format a little bit this this time because let's just get straight into the biggest story that has been doing the rounds. And obviously, loads of people have been talking about this. It's been happening for a good week or so now. Well, before we actually go into it, obviously we have to probably oh. introduce the segment because it is the segment oh, yes. we like to call Wrestling Around the World. And uh, as you can see, it has a little bit of an update for a benefit of our audio listeners. Um, It's a lovely film strip with lots of pictures of Cody Rhodes. Looking happy, looking serious, looking happy, looking ready for a fight and just being Cody Rhodes. That's pretty much it. But But is he he looking dashing? Possibly. Are we going to get him doing like random beauty tips again one day? (laughs) Like Like he did many, many years ago when he was dashing Cody Rhodes. Mm. So yeah, obviously there is one place to start really. That is the fact that last week it was announced, I want to say it was Tuesday morning UK time. Yes, about about lunchtime, I think. Yeah, because it was was a day before Dynamite. I remember that much, but it was announced that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes basically have parted ways with AEW. And there's been lots and lots of stories that have sort of done the rounds, lots of deep dives into it. The long and short of it, as we were already aware, seemingly, is that Cody was working without a contract and ultimately an agreement was not met to renew it or for Tony Khan to take up the um, the extension that was an option, as it were. Yeah, because there were a lot of reports of a lot of the original talent who'd signed on to AEW from the get-go uh, they all had like standard like three year contracts, but mm-hmm. with uh, options to be picked up if they got to the stage of well, we want to keep them for a couple of extra yeah. years. And pretty much, I think a lot of like the the main headline talent, so Young Bucks, uh, Jericho, Hangman, for example, they all got picked up on their options. But the only option that didn't seem to get exercised out of the like the high profile ones was was Cody, which obviously throws a lot of big questions up in the air about how things have been going between Cody, Tony Khan, and, and other other performers at AEW. So it's it's not really our our place to speculate and kind of guess what's going on. There's a lot of there's been a lot of really good news reporting about about it left, right, and center. Um, and they and they've they've obviously taken the time to get all these facts straightened out and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, but I think, but, 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 go on, sorry. But but one of the one of the big ones, and this is coming from a um a Wrestle Talk article where they talk about um they talk about Andrew Sarian's uh sort of reporting on it as well, where they talk about how um basically it's it the, the contract disputes come down to money. The yeah. bottom line of it is. Um it, it obviously Cody, well, I can't say obviously Cody, um it's been reported that 
Cody felt he was valued more. AEW disagreed. And as such, Cody is, well, it's been reported, but it's very, very likely he's off back off to WWE, which is, I think if you said this last year, I think everyone will be thinking there's no chance in hell that Cody Rhodes is going back to WWE. But now it's a, it's a very strong possibility. And it's just, we're, we're almost two months into this year and all manner of things are going on. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's wacky. It's exciting for a wrestling fan because you start doing your fantasy booking and all that sort of stuff. But it's just, it's just things you don't expect to happen just happen. <laughs> yeah, one of the more significant parts of the entire conversation is it is on the surface, because obviously Tony Khan owns the freaking company, but on mm. the surface, from a public eye point of view, it's basically one of the founders of AEW going to WWE. Yeah. Like when you look at it on, from a surface level, that is what this appears like, regardless of whether it's ultimately very true or not, or how factual that is, is probably a better way to put it. But I think what from, from a lot of the reporting that's gone around, it's clear that Cody had a vision of how things might play out. Mm. And over the past like year or so, Tony Khan has clearly taken far more control, which I would say is probably to the which I would say ultimately, when you look at how things have played out. Nine times out of ten, that's been beneficial for AEW. Basically having a Vince McMahon equivalent of he is the one that says yay or nay to something making it on TV. Yeah. Because they're, they're, I think Tony Khan has done a few interviews in the past where he said there's a, like a couple of little things here and there where he's like, I kind of wish I'd have said no to that in hindsight. Like, or hmm. I wish I'd have known it was going to happen like that. And there is yeah. a part of me that probably thinks that Cody... Loved being around everybody there. Like by all, again, by numerous reports, he's been he's had you know been in, had a great working working slash personal relationship with all the members of the elite and stuff in recent months. You know mm-hmm. things were things were fine. Is a very easy way to sum that up. But he's clearly got a goal for something bigger, which at this point in time, clearly he can't. Well, assuming that is true, one would think he probably can't really achieve that being in AEW. But the possibility of him going back to WWE mm. to see, you know, now that he's basically been a main eventer, he's proved what he can do, how much he can wrap people around his hands, quite yeah. literally in some cases. You know, this is the this is the time. If you're going to do it any time, going into WrestleMania season is the time to do it. Yeah, there's also there's also some other extra areas of Cody Rhodes with AEW again to kind of also bear in mind. Obviously, he's. He's been doing a lot of television lately. He's been doing the Go Big yeah. show for TNT. He's also been doing the Roads to the Top sort of thing. So clearly Cody is like, you get a sense that Cody is looking not just at wrestling, but looking at the steps after wrestling. Yeah. And it's kind of like he's he's going the same sort of way you would ex- you've seen people like, say, Miz, for example. Obviously, I'm not going to compare, I'm not comparing Cody as a wrestler to, to Miz. It's just, it's just the way they've kind of, Miz has kind of gone involved in WWE in various sort of, facets so obviously you've got the movies you've got the reality shows you've got the, some of the high profile again crossover tv stuff now look, at john, is, look if, at john cena another prime example yeah if you're if if cody rhodes has eyes set on i want to be on television i want to be in films and stuff like that i think wwe is going to probably offer more more of a springboard for him to be perfectly yeah. honest because of because of the partnerships they do because of all the the sponsorships and all the, the the cross promotions and the co-productions that they do. Look at the Netflix stuff. They did the main event a couple of years ago. And again, a lot of the wrestlers who weren't necessarily the big performers 
Like you had Miz, you had Kofi, you had Keith Lee. Keith Lee had a big starring role in that. And people forget that. He's <laughs> like, mm. like probably one of the main wrestlers that peer throughout. Um, as well as Commander Aziz, who was mm. known as someone else at the time. Um, but there are opportunities there for him to do that as well. So Opp- Opportunity, I think, is the key word mm. you've used there. WWE, mm. whether people like it or not, or want to admit it or not, WWE as a company, because of its name recognition value, the amount of money it has, the amount of contacts it just has in the entertainment industry as a whole, it mm. has far more opportunity. It just does. Regardless yeah. whether people ultimately get told about them or not, as we've heard from other people in the past about movies and stuff, it does bring more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I I imagine it's... It, I think for fans, it's a very weird and confusing period. Obviously, I think, I think we're not going to get the whole story about what's happened behind the scenes. At the moment, the, the bottom line is as far as most people are concerned right now at the moment, it's, it's about money. We're never going to probably hear the more in-depth kind of fracture of this relationship or, or kind of the ultimate end of this relationship, probably for another couple of years or something, or until someone's happy to sit down for like a barrel podcast. Um, or, or, or write a book. Or write a book, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, that, that, that like I said, I think the, the opportunity to kind of springboard into like multimedia productions is kind of an advantage with WWE right now, I suppose. And it'll be great. I mean, I'm not saying all the stuff that they do is amazing. And we know all the stuff they do is definitely not amazing. But the fact is they are they are high profile. And if Cody's thinking that way, that's the, the way he will probably go. Um but the the thing is a lot of a lot of people kind of there's been a lot of chat of like Cody going back and things just reverting to the same like before he left originally back in look at Jericho yeah look at Jericho um but I I think I think I'm trying to find like a positive here I'm trying I'm looking at this as positive I think Cody coming back now me is a is a different Cody to the Cody who left he is a bigger deal Mm -hmm. 100% he absolutely has made himself a big deal so if WWE turn around and throw him into a like a stupid feud with the Miz or something like that. When the moment he comes back, I worry. But but I think I think he's I think there's there's a bigger play for Cody here now, especially from the WWE side of things because the way they look at it and it's been it's it's, it's a view that a lot of like the wrestling uh, reporters and, and commentators have made is basically to WWE this is a victory because yep. they 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 have got someone who who was involved in the creation of AEW, leaving to join their company because it's not worked out for him. So if, if, they, if they're going to, if they're going to, and knowing WWE, unfortunately, and their, and their, um, and their usual behavior to kind of ram it down our throats, I would mm. not be surprised. And part of me would like to see it because of Cody as a talent, but I can see it happening is basically they'll, They'll push Cody Hart high to the card to begin with, and they'll keep referring to obviously, not probably by name or something like that, but they'll they'll keep probably making a big deal out of it. He came like, from elsewhere. Yeah, he came from parts <laughs> unknown. He came from he came from the end. He, he came from free agency. He's the hottest free agent in the world. He <laughs> came from Jacksonville. <laughs> Pretty much. Because if they say Orlando, then they're just burying their own company, aren't they? Basically, at that point with NXT. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so, okay, so from there, let's look at... Now, I should also say, 
assuming he does actually end up in WWE on the mm. off chance it ends up being somewhere else, hypothetically. Yeah. Where do we see Cody being, like, where do we see him going from a brand perspective? Because obviously there's Raw, SmackDown. Could he go to NXT? Where do you, where do you want him to go? Where do you think he will go is probably a way to discuss this. Um, I've got I've got a few thoughts now, but I'll just go into the to the chat quickly. Multiclass Geek. Hello, hope you're doing well. Hello. Um, they they've made a good com- comment saying if Cody goes back to WWE and gets buried, no one will ever make the jump back. That's yep. also quite important. I think when you've heard reports of uh, WWE expressing interest in talent like Wardlow, like Jade Cargill, um, and stuff like that when their contracts come up, especially MGF as well, because MGF has always been toying with it in these promos. If if they bring on AEW talent and they just bury it just to punish them or something like that, they're never going to get that talent. They're never going to get the talent. They think, oh, that talent might be good for us. So, I think it's I think it's a very good point from uh, Multiclass Geek. Is basically if Cody's going into WWE, WWE needs to book him properly or give actually push him. And also, and I hate to to be like this and say this. They also need to not cut him because of budget cuts. Yeah. Like, literally, uh, the, the way I look at this is if Cody gets cut within a year of whatever deal he is supposedly signed, him going there is a failure. I I don't think there's been a real big example of a talent starting and being cut within a year recently. I know some, I know some talents have been there and been cut after, like, two years or something like that. Mm. Maybe, um, I don't. I I don't foresee that to be honest. Obviously, if WWE are going to make a play for it. They're going to make it try it work, mm. and try and try make it as work work as possible until they can bring in other talent and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, or attempt to lure other talent from AEW. But you were talking about brands. Um, this is the this is the thing. It's it's really where he kind of factors in with the booking plans at the moment, because because they're they're two kind of there's a good there's a good point for him to go into Raw. And there's a good point for him going to SmackDown. For Raw, it's added star power. I mean, you've got a really good roster there anyway at the moment. You've got Rollins, you've got Owens, you've got RK Bro and all that sort of stuff. But I think I, having... Sorry, actually, on that thought, because you just brought up something, just to sort of set the, the field, if you will. Okay. Speaking me, me speaking now as someone who really doesn't watch much WWE at this point, I try and keep up mm. with things here and there, but I don't watch the shows. Yeah. Is a brand split still actually a thing at this point, in your honest yeah. opinion? Or okay, okay, it's good. It, with it's, that in mind, it, then continue. It is still it's still still in effect. They've been doing some some kind of crossover with NXT 2.0 recently. We've yeah. had, uh, well, actually, from yesterday's NXT, Dolph Ziggler is now the number one contender for the NXT title, oh. which is very interesting. Which is a very left field thing, but I kind of like the idea of like talent from Raw that's not being used going over to NXT to where to work with some of the younger talent. Mm. We had AJ Styles and Grayson Waller, which was all right. It was fine. Not amazing, but the but the um but the latest stuff, Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler seems to be very uh entertaining. I don't know why, but my Amazon device is lit up. It's fine now. <laughs> it's like why Is it the up? prospect of Cody debuting on a brand? Is that oh, what it no. is? Oh no. Don't, so so, so, yes. so you were mentioning Raw has has the star power. Raw has the star power, but SmackDown again is also considered the A show now because they have Reigns, they have Ronda Rousey, they have Charlotte and stuff like that. Part of if I'm fantasy book, part of, there are two sort of avenues of fantasy booking here. Part of me wants him to go to SmackDown and be the one to the throne Roman, 
And I know mm-hmm. that, but I, I kind of I can't see that happening because that would say that a talent from another company has come in to the throne, your biggest yep. champion. Completely I don't agree. See that necessarily happening. Completely but, agree. But, but I can Im- I can imagine the meltdown it would cause if that was to happen. Um, but I think more more likely he's going to roar, to be honest. Because mm. I think I think there's more I think there's better match potential. And I think for for work rate and stuff like that, I think there's better opportunities there. You've got Edge, you've got AJ, you got uh who else have we got over there? We've got again, like I said, Owens, Rollins and all that sort of stuff. I think the field there is probably quite open for him to get a couple of good choice feuds out for the first year and then maybe make the shift over to SmackDown later on. Um but I <laughs> But I think it gen- generally is like, how do you book him into the to the main year season? Because it's like there are two, it's like two things happening. Cody's appearing before and having a match at Mania, or he's appearing at Mania. That's mm. the way. That's the way I think a lot of people kind of zone in. And it there, there's one interesting way it could happen, but okay. I don't think it necessarily will. It relates to current goings on with the WWE title because. Um, post-elimination chamber, Brock Lesnar is once again your WWE champion, mm-hmm. but there's a house show going on, or there's a Madison Square Garden house show happening on the 5th of March in New York. And basically, Lesnar has to defend the title against Bobby Lashley, who, unfortunately, is probably injured at this moment, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm. But the big the big thing is, if Lashley isn't in, if Lashley's unable to compete, Paul Heyman gets to pick a challenger, or basically Reigns picks a challenger, could be Cody. Cody could take the belt off Brock. Again, very hard to see that happening, to be honest. But fantasy book time. Cody takes the belt off. Uh, Cody takes the belt off Brock, or even Rollins. Get Rollins involved, and Rollins takes the belt off Brock because he has beaten Brock twice mm. before. And then you can have this wonderful Mania title match: Rhodes versus Rollins. I I see that. that. That seems like a that seems like a choice for you. That seems like a choice mm. match to have. Have WWE but, announced that they're like broadcasting this Madison Square Garden show at all? Not yet, but I would not. I would be surprised if they're not. It's the night before Revolution. Oh, of course it is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> night before why, Revolution. So, uh, so if you're gonna if you're gonna make the little if you're gonna make the little light stab at AEW, there would be the time to do it. Because it would be typical WWE to go, look, mm-hmm. it's Cody. He's just become the WWE champion. Mm. He's left a company to come become a champion for us, and again, the internet would me- would melt. I suppose <laughs> probably. Bro- I mean, a yeah. lot of the internet broke broke last week when the story broke. So there's, yeah. there's a lot from so, from I- from my perspective, and this is speaking as someone again who's not watching regularly but is, he mm. tries to keep up. Edge issuing an open challenge, even though I think he referenced the word phenomenal from what I have read which mm-hmm. implies Edge v. AJ Styles, which sounds like a great match, quite frankly. I'm it's, up for that. It's dream I would, I would be up for seeing Edge v. Cody, especially mm. if it's an open challenge. Yeah. Open challenge means, you know what? I've come back because I heard you had an open challenge. It, it kind go. of writes itself. To me, that's Indeed. really simple. But I want to see Edge and AJ. I really do. Mm. But yeah, so I yeah. think Raw, Raw seems like the most logical option in terms of overall star power. But that said, mm-hmm. if from a corporate point of view, and I hate to sound business-like here, if WWE want to make Fox really happy, you give them Ronda Rousey, give them Cody as well, someone who's mm-hmm. jumped from the other show. 
They were the show that, yeah. that airs immediately after you every Friday, effectively. That's yeah, probably one there, way of doing it. There are a lot. There are a lot of avenues this could go. Of the, the obviously, there's no confirmation that he has signed for WWE, but the, yeah, a lot of signs are clearly pointing that he has. Unless he's uh, going to join that new promotion that's been started up by the former Braun Strowman and EC3. Yeah, that control your narrative. Yeah. One, which I'm interested in, but not... It's like... Or as I'm going to refer to it know. now... As I'm going to refer know. to it now, Sin. C-Y-N. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, kin, I, I, take your pick. I don't, I don't know what a... I mean, it, it obviously... Great on, great on uh, EC3 and... And Braun for starting another promotion up because it's great to see a new label, a new company mm-hmm. that start up. But it's like apparently they've got a TV deal. Yeah, I think we, I think you kind of, I, I kind of need to see it a little bit in action first before mm-hmm. we kind of kind of. I hear Terminus, which is Jonathan Gresham's one. I hear Terminus is off to. I've not seen well. it yet, but I heard that first show of theirs was really good. Mm. So again, lots of cool things for wrestling yeah. fans to be excited about right now. Whether it would be Cody appearing in WWE or other things happening, all that sort mm. of stuff. But yes, uh, and I think that's our uh, that's our main wrestling round the world storyline. To be perfectly honest, that, 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 that's the that's the primary one for today. We'll call it that. There, there may be a few yeah. others that pop up here and there as we get onto things. But yeah, that, 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 that's we, the big one. Shall we move on to a good old roundup of WWE catch up? Well, I was going to say because you know we're talking about wrestling around the world. Well, yeah, why course. don't we reluctantly head to Saudi Arabia for a minute? <laughs> And talk about <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Oh, full full disclosure for everyone. I I said it on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, before. I I wasn't watching this show. I just wasn't, mm. partly out of like a moral thing. Also, because quite frankly, I cancelled my network subscription knowing that WrestleMania isn't till April and I could save two months worth of money. That was literally the reason I did it. Fair. So I have uh, not I seen mean- the show, but I am aware of things that occurred. I mean, the, I think the, the the frustrating thing to look at this now is WWE have managed to kind of position these shows as actual story beats. So yeah. it's so there are a lot of obviously still a lot of red flags with the Saudi shows, but unfortunately, if you want to follow the story, you you kind of again again I'm trying not I'm, basically people are people are free to choose whether what they watch watch yep. the show or not. Um, but ultimately now I, WWE have decided they matter. Yeah. Which is frustrating, but I think I appreciate it actually mattering rather than having a super showdown or a crown jewel where bugger all happens or stupidity mm-hmm. reigns supreme, mm-hmm. aka Goldberg becoming universal champion, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, so from the perspective then, just like as a general overall feeling, a kind of brief thoughts, how, how do you feel about the show looking back on it? It, it, it was a... Mostly competent show. <laughs> Basically, the things you expect to happen happened. Um, other than that, it's kind of it, it's not. It was not must watch WWE. It's not. It wasn't like Crown Jewel last year where you had a really good Hell in a Cell between Edge and Seth Rollins and you had some really good matches, actual clean wrestling matches as well. Uh, this this one's a lot more story driven affair. Um, so going through a quick play-by-play of things, so opened up with Reigns defeating Goldberg in about six minutes, um, which was the right result, and it was had to be that way. So basically, the way Reigns is described is he Goldberg Goldberg. Don't know how that worked because he choked him out of a guillotine. 
<laughs> but but he did he did get speared by Goldberg like twice and always failed at the jackhammer bit. Um, so yeah, Reigns beats Goldberg. That storyline from two years ago is now tied up, and Reigns is off to Mania, which is wait, fine. there was still an unresolved storyline with that. Well, yeah, basically they were supposed to see who was supposed to be the best best person with the spear back at the back before the pandemic came along. Because because then we were go- we were going to give Reigns the Universal Championship at the Performance Center WrestleMania. Wait wait wait, are you telling me someone in <laughs> WWE remembered a, a storyline continuity flaw from two years ago? Well, they just re- they just referenced the fact of oh yeah we were supposed to have this match two years ago, but it didn't happen because of the pandemic. Now it's happening and everything is different. <laughs> who did, who did, <laughs> that's all it is who did Roman face at the performance center Wrestlemania I genuinely don't was he even there no he no he pulled out he, he, I, he, I, he, I don't remember he, that was basically from from that day he he actually left WWE for like a couple oh because he was gone being, for like half a year wasn't he and then he came yeah. back here didn't he yeah okay. he, yeah he came back once the Thunderdome was up and running all that sort of stuff so mm. yeah that's that's how it all that's how the the turn to tribal chief so basically the most very important pivotal moment in Roman Reigns as a character's history. All that sort of stuff. Anyway. So, yes. Six, six minutes later, done. Six minutes later, <laughs> latest defense of the Universal title done. Lovely, lovely job. Moving on. Um, we had the uh, Raw Women's uh, number one contender chamber match, um, which was Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, uh, Dewdrop, uh, who else? Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, and counted the things on my hand, but in the six, Alexa Bliss, uh, who made a return as well. The chamber matches this year were very fast and quick. Basically, they they cut down like the five minute wait to like two and a half minutes. So basically, it's like <laughs> here, here is a person, here is another person, here is another person. Out of the two chamber matches, um, if you want to watch the chamber match, I'd probably say go with the women's because really fast pace, really good fun. Everyone gets a little decent showing in. Um, I Bianca Belair quite rightly won the match because we're setting up Bianca versus Becky at Mania to obviously conclude the SummerSlam storyline, which makes sense. From a storytelling perspective, it makes perfect sense. But there are little bits and pieces there which interest me moving forward. I think a feud between Bianca and Rhea is going to be amazing because they really had some really stiff shots in the match, which is really, really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Alexa Bliss coming back was quite good fun. Oh no, the device is activated. Stop. You see, you see, <laughs> Amazon just wants to be involved in the podcast. And don't forget, I, if you're listening via Amazon, let us know, please. You know. I'm trying to recommend say, itself. I will I will say Miss Bliss instead of the A word before the device goes. Oh, of course. <laughs> now you realize. Oh, this is where my brain is at, folks. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. Uh, little Miss Bliss returned. <laughs> yeah, Little Miss Bliss returned, which is, it's kind of, hmm, it's kind of, it, it kind of still reflects some of the character she had with the Lily doll. She doesn't have the Lily doll anymore. That's not part of it, but she's still kind of got the sort of, the best way to describe it, goth Harley Quinn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way. I mean, Looked good. hadn't been hadn't been in a match in a couple of months. Looked really good. I think we'll see some good stuff coming from her in uh, in a few few months. Maybe she'll have a nice match at WrestleMania. Who knows? But the fact is, she's back, and that's good to see. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was a foregone conclusion. It's a fun match, but there are still some things for me. Liv Morgan remains totally over as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv Morgan, I think, kind of did a little cosplay of Britney Spears as well. Because Oh yeah, I saw that picture doing the rounds where she did like the oops, I did it again thing. Yeah, one of the big one of the big pluses from this show is they because the the Saudi laws obviously limit how much skin a woman yeah. can show and stuff like that. WWE have managed to kind of craft uh, the wrestler's attire to accommodate that and actually look like attire rather than kind of mm. like here is a t shirt because <laughs> mm. it's one of the so, earliest stuff. They just kind of draped a t shirt over them, an extra large t shirt. Right there we go. Just wrestle in that, and we'll mm-hmm. be fine. But no, now we've actually got proper like attires that actually suit their characters and stuff like that. So it mm. works absolutely. It looked it looked well. It looked good as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we move on to the next match, which is uh, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Deville and Flair, where Ronda Rousey had one arm tied to her side, not behind her back, but to her side. Y- yeah, it's a weird bollocksy storyline. Uh, for the benefit of the audio <laughs> listeners, Jeremy has just squinted and stared. <laughs> but Jeremy Sorry. squinted I, and just stared I, just, at me. I, I love the phrase, a weird bollocksy storyline. We just need that as like a sound beat now. That's like... Just hit the weird button. Boxy, weird, <laughs> weird bollocksy storyline. Weird bollocksy storyline. Sound the klaxon. Sound the klaxon. <laughs> um, but yeah, the weird bollocksy storyline behind this is basically after the rumble, Ronda turned up on SmackDown, put Sonny Deville in an armbar. Sonny Deville has had like an arm brace for like a couple of weeks. And basically they got into like a challenge for a tag match. So Deville and Flair against Naomi and Rousey. And basically, the thing is, well, if my arm's not working, Ronda's arm shouldn't be allowed to work. So it's basically one arm. Yeah. Okay. Weirdy sure. bollocksy. Weirdy bollocksy shit. <laughs> Weirdy bollocksy storyline. But the moment the bell rang, Sonny Bell goes, ah, I was faking it all along. Gasp. Look, gasp. Um, but obviously, by the end, but it's it was a quick ordeal for, for them because Rousey event managed one hand and one armed to put. Uh, Deville in the armbar and make a tap out. Charlotte Flair wasn't getting involved because eh, she doesn't need to do all that until Mania. So, yeah. so fair how, enough. How did a, Ronda look like as as a performer for once on that phrase? Good. Um, I think after like the kind of rocky start to her second run on that Raw, she's actually seemed a lot more engaged and a little bit more uh, responsive with crowds and stuff like that. So, mm. on positive, I'm I'm still looking forward to the match with Flair at Mania. I think that will still be very mm-hmm. good. Um, but we're in the right direction there. Good. Um, then we have, I think we have probably the most most note, one of the most noteworthy stories coming out of the uh, the event. We had Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which was all right. And then everyone went, oh no, when a reverse Alabama slammer kind of spiked uh, <laughs> spiked Madcap Moss on his head and. Oh, you're being very generous how, with your description of that. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've how, seen the GIF. It looks horrid. I mean, how how was he not seriously hurt? Is is beyond me. But I mean, I mean, I think the reports have he's had a lot of testing done now, and he is still absolutely he's he's a little shaken, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah, like there but, was a report doing around just before we went on air to record tonight, saying that based on the medical tests, he's he's passed. Like he's fine. Mm. And I think what that that potentially comes down to, because there have been other instances of things similar to this before. Yeah. And it's due to how you've trained your neck muscles mm. and kind of the, just, just your muscle mass in theory, kind of almost yeah. protecting your neck. 
he's, he's definitely he's got a very lucky. defined neck. He's got a very yeah. kind of hench neck, Mad Cat yeah. Moss. Yeah, and um, obviously either way, he's still incredibly lucky, but sometimes the actual neck, just your neck mass, your how your neck mm. is built or how you've developed yeah. your muscles there can actually lend itself really well. There was, um, like, I was trying to think of a good example, but if you go back and watch like old ECW footage of mm. Rob Van Dam taking some pile drivers, it looks yeah. like he just proper bounces in the air and it's because of yeah. the way he affects you, his neck muscles could help pop him back up as well. And mm. it looks really, really weird, but that's kind of an example of how your neck muscles being yeah. built or refined in a certain way can really aid you and protect yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a very scary spot, and I, again, I'm I am amazed that Moss isn't wasn't seriously injured in that. Um, bon, a bonus shout out to Corbin, who immediately kind of pulled Moss out of the ring to try and give him a bit more time because it seemed like that was just called off the fly but oh, I've got to pull Moss out of the ring just to make sure he's absolutely fine yeah. and then a few moments later Moss is running around the ring chasing Drew McIntyre mm. um, in terms of the match apart from that very scary moment um, it's an alright it's an alright match Moss Riddick, Riddick Moss now Mad Cat Moss is a really decent wrestler and I think once he ditches the Corbin shtick I think he's got he's got some he's got a little bit of a future in um in WWE because it's just like he's he's got a good he's he has a good build um he's very competent as a wrestler obviously minus the, the scary spot there um and yes yeah, it's, it's it's like I feel I feel that I, I feel something could be could be could be nicely lined up for Moss hmm. when he stops saying terrible terrible jokes or I was going to say the- when the jokes stop hmm. things begin yeah. Because I could, I could imagine Moss turning on Corbin after a while, and that would be like a mini, major pop for Moss. You make him like a mini kind of face side mm. of things. And Corbin continues to be an unlikable heel, but then he thrives as a heel. We're, the, the, still, one of the, the things that still amazes me about Corbin is no one has kicked out of end of days in his Surely WWE. Surely someone has. Don't think so. Not on his main roster run. That can't be the most protected move in WWE. This can't be. <laughs> I think it is. But oh I also gosh. like End of Days, or Happy Days, as it's now called. I don't mm. know. <laughs> is that the thing that was originally called Deep Six? No, Deep Six is like the spinning powerbomb. Yeah, okay. so, Yeah, so Deep, deep uh, End of Days is when it's like you kind of hook under the arm and then you fling them forward onto their face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Uh, for the benefit of the audio listeners, I did try to kind of <laughs> it kind of act it on yeah, my so, side. Yeah, so, so, so audio listeners, sorry, I, I drew a blank on what the heck that was yeah. it but, but anyway sorry continue yeah so yeah we have that we have that match um Lin- uh, becky lynch defeats lita in a very quick kind of nice nostalgia match again lita still has has still has it in the ring which is lita's good. great the crowd like her it's nice to see it's nice to see so but lynch was no way in any form dropping that title to lita as much as we all wanted a lita title win it's not happening it wasn't happening and i don't think they haven't got any plans for lita moving uh, past uh, the event now, so it's a shame. But again, it gives them opportunities to bring Lita back again down the line. You never know. Yep. Again, work with younger talent, that sort mm. of stuff. Um, Usos and the Viking Raiders didn't bloody happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to have a SmackDown tag match, the belts, and basically Viking Raiders got down the ramp. Usos jumped them. Usos kind of dropped one Viking Raider on the other, and they both went, "Oh no." Our chests, they're, they're hurt. We cannot fight. We cannot raid. All right, match is called off. They're Vikings. 
I think I think it's more of a timing issue because this was a very short this was a very short premium live event. It was about two hours fifty. So it's like good old. How yeah. much actual wrestling was there on the show then? Well, uh, between between the Lynch match and the eventual main event, which was the men's elimination chamber, apparently there was thirty minutes without wrestling. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, th- oh. I think that I think that was I think that might have been I think that that was Tempers at WrestleTalk counting up the minutes because so, like, there's not a lot of wrestling at this moment. So what I'm hearing here is that the Viking Raiders and the Usos flew from the United States mm-hmm. to Saudi Arabia to do nothing. That's a long them. couple of travel days. Did they get paid? They probably did. They... did. they probably got paid something. I mean, how much money would each, would each step that they took down that ramp worth? That's what I want to know. I, I don't know. I think we're never going to know that question until until they've left the company at some point down the line well. or when they retired. Um, so, yes, that match is probably going to happen on a SmackDown. Might happen on this week's SmackDown. Who knows? It'll probably don't happen really. on a house show. Don't really care. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's not been a great feud. Um, and then last but not least, we have the we have the men's uh chamber match for the WWE Championship. We had Bobby Lashley, the champion against Brock Lesnar, Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory. Um, this started out a bit weird because uh Seth Rollins did like a running buckle bomb power bomb into Bobby Lashley's chamber. Lashley kind of fell over just like a sack of potatoes and went, uh. And then everyone came into the cage. Go! Oh no, he he might be concussed. We need to take him out of out of the match and all that sort of stuff. Um, so apparently, post event, this is actually, the whole concussion thing is is a work side of things. It's to cover that he's actually injured his shoulder from Rumble. Remember so, those German suplexes he took, mm. and then some of them looked really awkward. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, Bobby Lashley's injured. It really, really sucks. Yeah. If it's going to keep him out for a while, because he's been, he's just been great. Just mm. in general, he's been a real solid person on the WWE roster, like through the Thunderdome era and whatnot, however you want to phrase it. The past couple of years, he has been like gold, quite mm. frankly, as a presence in WWE. And it sucks in Mania season. He is potentially now going to be out for a long time. Yeah. I think the estimate is about four months at the moment. So mm. hopefully, back in, hopefully back around money, maybe money in the bank. Summer Slam ish, yeah. yeah. But either way, yeah. it really sucks. But best wishes to him. Yeah. So Lashley gets moved from the match, so therefore we are going to get a new WWE champion. Um, and uh, yeah, when when it was time for Bobby Lashley to enter the match and he wasn't there, Brock Lesnar took the ball himself to go off script and kick in his uh, chamber door. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he just went, "No, nah, I'm getting involved now," and just kicked it through and just just waltzed in. F five, pretty much everyone to pin them to eliminate them, apart from poor old Austin Theory. Who was unfortunately the poor sacrificial lamb. And basically, the moment you knew Austin Fury was the last one in there, it's like, run, Austin, run. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's a really there was a really obviously there's a there was a fun near fall moment where Fury actually delivered a low blow to Brock Lesnar. The one, the one area that Brock Lesnar is really weak on is <laughs> low blow. <laughs> but he, he he delivered one of he delivered one of his moves. Trying to pin Lesnar, gets only a one count. Lesnar throws him off. And then and then they continued this like game of run, running around the cage 
to the point that Austin Fury goes, I know, I'll escape by climbing up to the, to the roof of the cage and get out through the chain link. Lesnar catches him. They go to the top of one of the pods and he F5s Austin Fury off the top of the pod. He lands, he lands on his knees, obviously, the cushion before, but basically that was enough to put Austin Fury down and make uh, Brock Lesnar the WWE champion once more. I mean, I think I think it was. I think the result was never in question. To be perfectly honest, unless there was any shenanigans from Reigns getting involved in the match, which didn't happen. Not they'd this been, time. They 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 had seriously been talking title for title for some time, even in the promos. And would you believe it? Now here we go. It's winner take all. Champion versus champion at the most stupendous of WrestleManias. Or something along those lines. Now, I I think we need to call something out here. Okay. The word stupendous. Oh, dear. It's going to get annoying after a while. So I have taken it upon myself right now, as I am <laughs> speaking, to go to thesaurus.com. And I am going to read out to you other possible synonyms for the word stupendous. Okay. So with that in mind, let's see what other words we could potentially have in WrestleMania adverts that weren't stupendous? Oh, dear. Astonishing. Astounding. Breathtaking. Colossal. The quite awkward one of dynamite. Don't put that in there. Vince will get angry. <laughs> he'll, he'll watch the advert and go, who put that in? Who put that in my advert? Who put it in there? Was it you, Kevin Dunn? No. Get out! <laughs> I mean, so I might try and add a bit more gravitas to just a couple more of these, but so we could even have the most enormous WrestleMania. <laughs> I think they've probably done that before, to be honest. The most gigantic WrestleMania. They've probably definitely done that before. The most marvelous <laughs> WrestleMania. Probably not. <laughs> oh, actually, this is appropriate. The most mind-boggling WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> you mean WrestleMania 2000, where there pretty much go. all the matches were tag matches, apart from one or two. <laughs> there was no single matches on there, apart from one. If if, rest, if this WrestleMania had been going on when the Bill and Ted's like movie was coming out, we could have had the most prodigious WrestleMania. Oh, I think I think we should be lucky that they've just picked stupendous and leave it at that. Well, I'll, I'll pick one word. What have we got? Um, the most. The most radical WrestleMania. <laughs> That's the Tony Hawk era of WrestleManias. Stop it. Perfect. I'm in. We, we must go for the most stupendous WrestleMania. How many times will WWE announcers say stupendous? Many, many times. And it will still sound awkward as... <laughs> I mean, put it this way. If you want to do drinking games while watching some wrestling at the moment, basically mm -hmm. every time you hear the word stupendous, take a shot. And see how long you don't last for, depending on your on your beverage of choice. Yeah. So fr so from there, Ian, let, let's sort of do as a, like a post chamber wrap up as we were. Where do, where are we at, and where does it look like we're going? Okay. So mania card so far, we've got Reigns versus Lesnar, title for title, winner take all. Possibly depends what happens on that March fifth show at, at the Garden. Garden. At the Garden, that sort of stuff. So we have that. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Raw Women's Championship is Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, and I think the only other match confirmed for the card is the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul. 
Mm. Mm, celebrities. Yay. No, I just... Look, let's just call it like it is. Logan Paul's just a face you want to punch. And that's why he's in the WrestleMania match. You see, what I really want the Mysterios to do, though, is I want them to come cosplaying on their entrance. Because you know how, like, sometimes Rey Mysterio's done, like, I don't know, The Flash, or that one time he did The yeah. Joker and it looked like a really bad chicken or something. Yeah. Like, he, he's been known to do different cosplays. I want them to come out cosplaying as Pokemon cards. Oh, no. Because that's Logan Paul bought... Because Logan Paul bought like the three million dollars worth of Pokemon cards that turned out to be fake. Oh, I want them to play into this. And then Vince McMahon just goes, "Look at the Pokemon! It's stupendous! Someone sign Blastoise! I like this Pikachu. Give him a twenty-four-seven shot. No, if, I want if- Raichu. <laughs> Give him Joe." Give him. <laughs> Actually, no. You know who? You know who? Freaking Vince Man would want if he wanted the Pokemon. He would blatantly sign Machamp. That's what he'd do. Look at him. He's got four arms. Look at the size of him. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah, that's what I want to happen in this match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are the, like the, the the main the main confirmed matches we know that definitely happened on the card. So that's that's. The equivalent of like one night, half of one night so far. So there's still a lot more to fill on this card. So um, how does it how does it currently look like? Then things could get filled. So we've got uh, from Raw this past week. Uh, Edge had a little sit down in the ring, a little bit of a little chat, and just basically said, "I want an open challenge. I want to make people famous at Mania." And uh, as you mentioned, he uh, did kind of name drop a phenomenal reference to someone, which is hopefully. Hopefully, uh, setting up the uh, a dream match of Edge versus AJ Styles. I think that will be that will be great fun if that happens. Really would be. Um, we also have. Shall we? Do you want to talk about Sami Zayn or shall we talk about Kevin Owens? Let's do Sami Zayn. Okay, so Sami Zayn last week became the brand new Intercontinental Champion, beating Nakamura after Nakamura's six month reign where he only defended the belt once. He, so he, uh, what, what I'm hearing here is he, he was a he was an unbeatable champion for six months. That's what I'm hearing, and partially injured as well. Yes, <laughs> but um, but no, um, all signs since the Royal Rumble have pointed to the Johnny Knoxville feud continuing. I'm pretty certain, and I've and I've said a couple of I've said it I said it last episode, and I vow to get the confetti ready. If this is going to happen. All signs point to Zayn versus Knoxville for the Intercontinental Belt, and I, and anarchy will reign if Knoxville wins, and it will be stupendous. I mean, anarchy, I mean, anarchy reigns is an old name of an ECW pay per view. Just saying. True. So, yeah, uh, do you know what? Yeah, just do it. Like I, the, the, I, we're at the point now where it's like it's blatantly going to be a match with so many like smoke and mirrors involved and stuff. Mm. But the other way they could do this to throw, mm. you know, because as we've talked about before, Johnny Knoxville has suffered brain damage from having a bull run into him. So maybe think about this. What mm. if it's in, it's effectively Zane versus Knoxville, but it's like someone representing Knoxville, kind of like the Mania 23 thing when it was Vince and Trump, something like that? I don't think so. 
Because he's, he's saying he wants to be a world champion. Noxa wants to be a world champion. And I think he's going to become the Intercontinental Champion. And I mean, probably... I hate to say it, but if he's going to win the Intercontinental belt, that ain't the world title. Just saying. It's a championship. It'll keep him happy. It will carry It will carry on the jackass forever thing until it comes out on streaming and stuff like that. And mm. side note, I love Jackass Forever. It was a fun film. I've not uh, seen so, it yet, but also synergy. I've got to say from the Twitch chat, I need to say this now, from, uh, from Multiclass Geek, in reference to our Pokemon discussion from a moment ago, uh, Machamp comes with his own title belt. True. Vince will be going, another belt that I can forget. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another championship I'll I'll unify into something else. <laughs> I'll make it the Mad Chap 24-7 Pokemon Tournament Championship. God. Yes. Vince, Vince stupendous. Vincent Man doesn't know what Pokemon is. He just goes, a kind of cake? No. <laughs> oh, I like cake. He <laughs> probably heard the word Pikachu and now calls like, a, I don't know, a barbell at a gym bat or something. Give me the Pikachu. <laughs> I need to lift some weights. <laughs> Oh, Pika, Chew, Pika, Chew. Look at the guns. For the benefit of the audio listeners, imagine Ian doing bicep <laughs> curls while saying that. <laughs> oh, but no, so, I, I, yeah. So, so, I, I see, so yeah, I think to I think to Zane and Knoxville's credit, they've they've the the feud's been silly fun and 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 okay. It's not been like it's been a celebrity feud, which has been total dog shit. This is Sa- Sami Zayn's great, and Sammy- we're at the we're at the point where you've actually got someone who's clearly just like, sure, this will be fun. I'm game. Yeah, because yeah. he had the whole thing with the pools last year, Mania. Mm. So, yeah, in in all in all honesty, I think I think it will be a fun pairing, and yeah, it it's a weird use of the Intercontinental Belt, but you know what? Why not? Mm. Why not? Let, why not let the wrestling world implode? <laughs> the workhorse belt being championed by Johnny Knoxville. He'll, pro- he'll mean, probably drop. He'll probably drop the belt the next night on Raw, or the next night at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. That's, <laughs> like that's when, probably what's going like, to happen. Like when Rob Gronkowski was like twenty four seven champion for a day. Yeah, and then he decided yeah, he wanted to carry on playing football. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's or Knoxville will just uh, no Knoxville will vacate the title so he remains undefeated as a as a world champion, and then we have a tournament for the for the new belt. And again, that's another thing that could happen. That's another thing that generally could happen. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> or Knoxville has a match against someone else who's undefeated at WrestleMania. Butter bean. I, I, yeah, that would be funny. I was about to say, isn't Michael Cole still undefeated? But <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, he'll face Corey Graves. There you go. That's how they'll do it. There we go. That's how Corey Graves comes back into wrestling after being. Caught. But then Byron One. Saxton costs him the match. He's sick and tired of being berated by him. A lot of people don't like Byron Saxton still, from a, from a character point of view, obviously. Yeah. Because I mean, there was there was something on Raw this week where where Byron's talking about Bianca Belair's chances beating Becky, and both Becky and Corey Graves are like, "Shut up, Byron." You, you know nothing of this. You know nothing of the wrestling turmoils that we go through. I don't know. Poor Byron. Um, so so um, the other interesting sort of thing is Kevin Owens has had an issue with the uh, American state of Texas for the last couple of weeks. The home of WrestleMania this year. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just every time he's had a promo with, with Kevin Patrick backstage, he just goes like, I just hate that Texas. I don't like it. I don't know why I have to go there. 
I don't know why I have to go and perform in front of the peasants. And then, <laughs> that's, great. Not, that's not, <laughs> obviously Owens makes it more interesting and silly and fun. We, we, we fully know that Owens is just being an idiot and being silly for the sake of being an idiot. Owens is being a great troll. That's it. That's the sort of thing. But the rumors for this are leading to a WrestleMania match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and it's like, part of me's gone, if this happens, on one side, I'll find it very giddy and funny to watch because I know Owens is going to get stunned to high hell. Battle <laughs> the, the stunners. And then it's like, do we want the match? It's like, I'm not sure. It's like, it's like, I don't know. I think it's one of the sort of things is, I just want to see how it pans out. Really? Yeah, it's like, there's part of me that's like, oh, I'd love to see Stone Cold back in the ring. There's also part of me thinking, he last wrestled, if I've got my timelines right, in 2003. Yes, WrestleMania 19. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. And there's part of me that's like, as abrupt and sort of uniquely special as his sort of as his forced retirement was in the sense of like from a fan point of view you didn't know it was his last match mm. and there's an element of oh you know imagine we could have got one more mm. i'm kind of in two minds about it but more from the perspective of i don't want stone cold to come back and it feel like a letdown if that makes sense yeah i i think if anything if this if this match is happening it's going to be short it's going to be sweet you, you go through the basics. Stone Cold appears. He does the does the sort of arms at the top of the like the, the turnbuckle that sort of thing for his entrance. He then immediately starts opening a can of whoop ass on Kevin Owens. Does the loop press 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 all that sort of stuff. Stunner done. It's over and done in less than five minutes. Mm. To be honest, unless, unless they can legitimately make it work, and I think that's the sort of I think that's the sort of fear is they do have. Steve Austin back, they do it. They they really push it, and it's like mm, stuff you kind of don't want to see. I mean, mm. is it is it like Kevin Owens attack? Kevin Owens does most of the offense, and then Austin just wins with a stunner, that sort of thing. I don't know. It's the sort of thing. There's so many different sort of queries and 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 factors in this. I mean, it's 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 intriguing. I think if it were for anyone in on that roster, I think it will be fun for Kevin Owens. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I think, and I think part of it's also kind of it might have been kind of like a sort of thank you for re-signing with us. We're going to try and make this happen for you, or we're going to try and do something special for you to be a part of. And I think, I think that I think for I think for Owens as well, even if he won or lost, I think just to be in a ring and have a have a, a have a actual if he actually has an actual match with Steve Austin, he could be one of the few times say I wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. So he, he, yeah. here's my pitch. Here's my pitch for how this works. Okie dokie. Kevin Owens comes out first. Mm-hmm. Austin's music hits. And you know how the WrestleMania ramp or entranceway is normally really, really long? Because they're like in a giant ass building. Well, someone needs a doom buggy. No, even better. Even better. Oh. oh. He comes out in a beer truck. And yes. we get a recreation of the beer bath at WrestleMania. <laughs> so a lot of the thousands of fans are just covered in beer. Sucks to be you. And then ultimately he gets in the ring. The bell is somehow rung. It's like a no DQ or false count anywhere match. Take your pick. It's quick, like you say. And ultimately, we recreate the best Stone Cold Stunner ever, which is when Shane McMahon had taken a sip of beer. 
He gets stone cold stunned, and as he's jumping back in the air, he just spews it in the air. <laughs> and we get that from Owens. Chef's kiss. Dumb. And off we go. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, in, in the chat, Molly Class Geek is saying we don't want Stone Cold Steve Austin to come back like Taker did. I I think the fact that Austin has been out of the ring for 20... Is it nearly 20 years? Oh, God, nearly it 20, is as well, isn't it? Nearly 20 plus oh, years. Oh, my God. Sounds like, um, you know, appearances on TV and stuff, but in terms yeah. of actual in-ring competition. Yeah. I mean... Oh, I God, think oh, it, I, I feel old. I think it... <laughs> I'm I'm bloody old too. Um, I think if it's a one and done thing, if it's a one off thing, fine. But knowing WWE, they're gonna bloody try and milk this, won't they? I mean, who, who knows? There is part of me though that thinks that Austin himself will probably have a lot of integrity about this. Like, if he's yeah. agreeing to do it, mm. there's clearly conditions that are being agreed to here. Yeah, because he I wouldn't do they, this willy nilly. Yeah. I think I think I think Austin's probably smart enough to look at how people have come back from retirement and fared. Obviously, Shawn Michaels and Crown Jewel that was a fun nightmare to behold. Uh, also, very wary of obviously the Goldberg run as well. So mm-hmm. there have been oh, there have been slight ups of Goldberg, but most of the times they are downs of Goldberg. That sort of, of course, stuff. Sh- Shane McMahon, of course, you know. Yep, yep. You know, you know the the man, the man who won, who won a fist fight. With MMA fighter Matt Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah, now think... look, and now where is he? Where, where, is, where he? is he? <laughs> He's in the 2K video game as a GM. That's <laughs> where. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because um, he did he, he was technically manager during a really good period of SmackDown in 2016. But who else say. was with him during that time? Daniel Bryan, a, but a certain but man we, with the words Daniel and Bryan in his name. But we can't, we can't use him now. But look, kids, William Regal, <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. Um, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's the bottom line with with Stone Cold. Was that intended? What you Not just really. said. Not really, but I realised it after I said it. So I'm very pleased. <laughs> that was very. <laughs> we, we can't follow that. So the only thing we can go from there <laughs> is to say. <laughs> Then uh, obviously, talk- winner take all match. That's kind of the final thing I mean, that we're looking at. I mean, I'm fine with I, it. I'm gonna be I honest. I have to admit, I have I'm to fine. admit. I have to admit, I'm part of me's kind of excited for this one. I know I've been on previous episodes saying I don't like the only title versus title. The fact matter is, Reigns is winning this match. I it's like it is there is no way this is ending than Reigns winning the match. Mm. But the fact is, like, there are bits that I've really kind of enjoyed with Brock over the last couple of months. I've loved Cowboy Brock. I, mm-hmm. I just, I just like Babyface Rock. Is just uh, apparently, according to interviews, and I need to watch the Pat McAfee interview you did. Mm. But apparently, it's like who he is in the ring right now, doing all the promise. That's kind of who he is now. Doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all. And it's just like, all right, this is like, this is like, considering a couple of years ago when you did Stone Cold podcast, he was just kind. Yeah, I don't like people. Mm. But now I mean, he's re- like re- relatable, you know. Yeah, relatable. But, <laughs> but, but now he's just kind of like when he won the belt at Elimination Chamber, he was celebrating with the crown. He was doing selfies and all that sort of stuff. He when he came out the start of Raw, he spotted a spotted a young lad in the front row and go, go on, hit the belt, tap the belt. There you go, good kid. And yeah. kid goes, ah, my hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, he's made of he's made of solid steel. Yes, that's 
that's the alpha male Brock Lesnar there. Mm. Um, but no, that's just it's just I think the characters have been so much more interesting with Brock and, and Reigns. I think when we've done it over and over again prior to the pandemic and all that sort of stuff, Lesnar was stale. Reigns wasn't working as a baby face. Just yeah, the, the in-ring stuff's fine, but there's nothing from a character point of view to really sink in. The crowds like babyface Brock. The crowds love dickish Roman Reigns. I mean, it's like if any of their main events are going to work, it is going to be this one. And hopefully, hmm. hopefully this will be a fun match. Hopefully, and it, won't, it will be actually like a good like 20 minute, 25 minute battle of the ages or something like that. Because hmm. if this is going to be the last time they, they fight for some time, hopefully, hopefully hmm. they'll do something special. I'm, yeah. I just really like the fact this is going to be winner take all because there's always been part of me that's thought when you've got the two different championship matches, mm. in theory, the most important match would mm. be unifying both belts and it should be at WrestleMania. When mm. the Undisputed Championship was first created at a random Vengeance pay-per-view in 2001, yeah. like after Survivor mm. Series, there was mm. always part of me that thought, why wasn't that held until be it Rumble at the very least or WrestleMania, they could have really built that up. And it always felt like that was a missed opportunity to me. And this is the closest we're ever going to get to that probably. Yeah. And even if it's just, and even if it ends up just being, you know, Roman goes, ah, I don't want this belt here, have your trash belt back on raw or whatever afterwards. Mm. Fine. That will suck, but whatever. But the idea that you can now have an undisputed champion again, I really, Mm. really like that. I think if Reigns, ultimately wins it i think we'll see reigns on raw for a little bit until mm. until until the uh, the talent and the, the roster's lined up to actually have a really good kind of uh division to take the wwe champion i mean again we talked about some of the stars already on the raw the the raw roster there's quite a really good balance mm. there of people like lashley people like uh aj people like ed and stuff like that seth if Cody goes into that factor faction as well, that sort of whole Riddle. roster as well, it it becomes like give give one of them a belt and you can have really good like top quality matches, pay uh, premium live event after premium live event. It, it's all set. But obviously, Reigns will probably have to Reigns will probably lose the WWE Championship at some point. Maybe in like a stupid like maybe like in a ladder match or something like that, a ladder or something where he doesn't have to take the pin. So it's kind of like he still holds on to like the Universal Championship. And again, I still, it's like who on earth takes the belt from him? It's, mm. it's, it's just, we are really at that stage where you just go, Roman Reigns is going to be the Universal Champion forever. And it's like, part of me is kind of resigned to that. Oh, fine. Mm. <laughs> well, it's like, I, like, I've just been thinking about it. Like the last time there was technically an undisputed champion mm. was Becky Lynch. Mm. When she won the belts at Mania in the three-way, oh. and then she ultimately lost one of them at a pay-per-view, I seem to recall, when she had to defend she, the belt twice. She lost the SmackDown one to Bay... Bailey. It was when she was feuding with the Southern gal, whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Lacey, Lacey Evans? Lacey Evans, no, but she didn't lose it to Lacey Evans. No, but it was on that show, though, where she had to face her and someone else, I seem to recall. Yes. That was at least over two years ago, so... That or Oscar... <laughs> But either way, but, but she's the last undisputed champion, effectively. Yeah, yeah. So, very, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're in WrestleMania season. Um, I'm looking forward to it. 
I also, I'm still happy they've kept up with the two night thing because it means it's going to be just two like three hour ish shows, which is yeah, speaking as someone fine. who attended a WrestleMania, which was in X, which was around eight hours and I missed the main event so I could get back to my hotel. I am happy. It's just like two, three hour things. The, the performance center WrestleManias worked as two separate three hour shows. They just mm. did. I know it was kind of a necessity more than they wanted, but yeah. it worked. I think I think it's kind of like a small little thing that they realized. Oh, this actually seems to do well, and people seem to be more positive about the event. They they've clearly seen after doing it live with people, and obviously doing it with the performance center. They've hopefully WWE have seen it's like oh people people like this sort of special. If they only do it for Mania, that's even better because then you know it's like a special mm-hmm. special weekend. And I think at the moment their their lineup for the Mania weekend is insane. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing an NXT takeover or premium live event thing, like on the morning of one of them. Well, that sounds like a silly idea to me, but okay. I mean, it sounds, it sounds a bit, I mean, I think, I think the SmackDown before Mania, you've got SmackDown and then the Hall of Fame straight after. So it's like one big bumper show there. Uh, Then you've got NXT having standard deliver somewhere on that weekend, two nights of Mania, then the more raw after Mania. It's going to be a crazy week. Yeah. Yay. Also, also, you know what else as well? With there being two nights of WrestleMania, it's a really good way to charge people tickets for two events. More money, the highest grossing WrestleMania and all that. Good possibly depending on how the card shapes out. Could do that. Indeed. Yeah. So it good, could. sir. I think from there we may we may venture to Jacksonville, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we may go to the world of AEW, unless we've got any other additional notes or thoughts that we should convey before we move on from the double double E. Uh, no, no, I think we've we've covered all in the on the big dub 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 E. WWE. I don't know why I'm doing the 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 things like Steve Vlad- from Vladimir Kozlov. Does, no, it's like Steve from WrestleJuice does does these awesome like looks at like wrestling news now. Wrestling news now. WWE is a weird, <laughs> is a weird clickbaity video channel. Mm-hmm which kind of creeps me out to a degree because they seem to do these very ludicrous videos that get ridiculous views. And it's Mate, like, people want clickbait. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> it's, it's, seen some, it's like seeing some of the thumbnail art of just Sasha Banks has a, has a sad career and it's like, no, she hasn't. What are you on about? That's, I'm surprised, just, I'm it's surprised just how some people no make their one, money. I'm surprised no one has taken the task on this. <laughs> to be a person yeah. from a legal standpoint, but... Debbie, one day, Debbie. just you wait. One day, one day, one one day, one day. So they'll do a very stupid headline, and it'll come down. <laughs> so onto the world of AEW. So we're going to try and do some bullet point form, if you will. Mm-hmm. Adam Page is still the AEW champion. He retained in a really cool, fun Texas Death Match against Lance mm-hmm. Archer with a really fun finish of him doing the buckshot lariat over the top of the referee because the top rope had been taken down. That was a really yep. fun finish to that. His next challenger, as was kind of being surmised based on, we were talking about the rankings in AEW at the time, and also a promo or two that he had been cutting, is going to be Adam Cole. And so we will be getting the battle of Adam versus the other Adam in AEW for the world title. Who will be the best Adam? <laughs> Will it be Cowboy Adam or Bebe Adam? Find out at Revolution. 
so I am looking forward to this match. It's going to be good fun. Mm. Is there any chance Adam Page loses this? I don't think so. I yeah. think what I think what happened is there will be we will have a series of matches between Page and Cole, and I think it will probably finalize up at Double or Nothing, and that's where Cole becomes champion. Mm. I, it's like I think uh, we're going to talk about this. I think a lot of things are aligned to the fact that that the new version of the Undisputed Era in AEW, Paragon, whatever it's going to be called, mm-hmm. is aligning itself up to ready to kind of strike, yeah, per se. And I think them, I think. The prophecy of gold again returning, but this time at double or nothing, I think would probably work in a storytelling aspect. Mm. Because then you set up your summer feuds of of Young Bucks and Omega when he comes back, hopefully when he's fit, going up against the the new the new I keep calling the new Undisputed Era. Let's just call him Paragon brackets because You could just call him Red Dragon. Like (laughs) why don't you just call him the the not undisputed, the slightly undisputed or the Undisputed 2.0. Yes, that's how we do it. <laughs> Could come disputed, <laughs> but then that means people that that means people have had arguments and won with them. I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of Red Dragon slash Undisputed Era slash Disputed slash Paragon slash Fish and O'Reilly, linking to the previous note of Adam Cole challenging for the title. The Young Bucks and Colin O'Reilly, Fish and O'Reilly, they got there in the end, are now, both teams are wanting the tag team titles. We're at this Mm. point now. And the way they're setting this up is there are going to be two battle royals taking place over the coming weeks. Well, tonight, on the day we're taping and recording this, and Mm. next week, I believe, on Dynamite, there'll be two battle royals. Tonight is, I think, a standard tag team battle royal. The Mm. next one will be a casino battle royal. And the, the, the winning teams from those respective matches will go through to a three-way tag team title match at Revolution against Jurassic Express. Obviously, it's fair to assume both of these teams will make it to the three-way. It's just a question what, which one will each team res- win respectively. Mm. And I'm looking forward to this because we're going to get our first interaction by the look of it physically either way of Red Dragon and the Young Bucks be it in a three-way most likely, and then that yeah. will likely then lead to a, a tag team match down the line. I, I yeah. really like the way this is being built and also how Adam Cole is just kind of being seemingly just left in the middle. There was a really fun mm. promo. I think it was on Dynamite or Rampage. It was one or the other where, like, in fact, it was, it was to do with Jay White, which we'll get onto mm. properly in a minute, but it was stemming from that and kind of the but Adam Cole being in the middle of the, of the shot Red Dragon one side, the Bucks on the other. Both teams walking off the side, and Adam Cole just being left in the middle. And then Brandon, and then Brandon basically just calling out Adam Cole before he cut the camera, going, "Which way are you going, Cole?" And then and then Cole just going, "Shut up, Brandon! Shut the camera off!" And you never actually <laughs> see which way he walks. Very well done. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think we'll have fun fun with this one at Revolution. It will be interesting to see if we have it. Straight away there. The fact is we've got Jurassic Express, who unfortunately may be like transitional champions right now, which is a bit they're, sad. They're, they're building to Christian Jungle Boy. They've started that now. I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but there was a very subtle dig, a very, very subtle dig What during the promo they had in talking about the Battle Royals, where mm. Jungle Boy kind of said, oh yeah, I've got experience of winning Battle Royals, kind of looking at Christian when he beat Christian in the Battle Royal last year. So it looks mm. like they're finally starting to pull the trigger on that. 
Which okay. is going to be a shame because I actually like the trio with Christian being involved in them, but I could see that now being probably a long-term build for maybe like a double or nothing type thing. Yeah, probably. Probably. Talk about the Forbidden Door. Yeah, I was going to say, next up, the Forbidden Door has been reopened. Jay White, member of the Bullet Club. Yes, it's still a thing in 2022. Uh, appeared from, well, I say New Japan Pro Wrestling, from Impact as well. He faced Trent on Rampage, which is a really fun match. And the explanation as to why he was brought in was that Adam Cole brought him in because it's kind of like when you're Bullet Club, you know, one time you're Bullet Club for life because they've mm. all been part of the Bullet Club in some way. But the, the long-term build is the Young Bucks pointing out, you realize Kenny really doesn't like Jay White because there was like Bullet Club <laughs> turmoil and stuff. So yeah. eventually this is going to lead to three on three, most likely the elite versus undisputed as a trio, as it were, mm. Red Dragon and Cole. When it comes to Kenny Omega, he did an interview this past weekend, I think it was, where he kind of implied he was originally aiming for a February return. But just the way things have worked out, he is he still needs to get like another surgery done or something, I think, or p- potential yeah. procedure. So okay. I reckon he ain't going to be back for at least a good few months yet based on the way he was kind of not cryptically phrasing it, but trying to be as realistic as possible. Maybe all out. Yeah. Later. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, consider, considering he's he, he's been he's had a non-stop reign in AEW with a lot of injury nags and stuff like that. Mm. I, again, if it takes that long for him to get better and be able to come back and have great matches, fine, mm. be that way. Apparently, I'd, Kenny, I'd rather, I'd, Kenny Omega was wrestling virtually all of the past couple of years, suffering vertigo in the ring, mm. which is mental. But uh, I will say, I really like Jay White as a wrestler. Like I've not seen him in a while because he's been on Impact and I haven't been able to watch Impact and not much New Japan. But it's I just really like Jay White as a wrestler. It's just really, really cool. And he's, he's, a, he's a great troll, quite frankly. Okay. It's really, really cool. A, a tenuous link to that because of the Adam Cole connection. But Britt Baker finally is doing something. Finally Yay. is in a feud. Obviously, the inevitable Thunder Rosa match is coming up at Revolution. Mercedes mm. Martinez lost a match. There was a random Cobra Kai collaboration, which I'm going to be honest, means boggle to me because I don't watch Cobra Kai. Neither, neither do I. But so that reference like, was totally oh, lost on me. But. So, so it's like, okay, so Britt Baker has a Cobra Kai stable now? I, what? No? Uh, I mean, this was... This is the same week I think Melissa Joan Hart turned up as well. Well, that was even weirder. But you see, as far as I'm concerned, when Clarissa explains it all appears, yes, Clarissa explains it all. Then Sabrina, the teenage witch. That's the way this works, everyone. When Clarissa is there, I'm happy. It's like, yeah, I'm game for that. Sure. I think also, I think the Bucks appeared on her show that she does. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's um, I don't something like what women binge. It's something oh, like that. Okay. It's something like that. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I saw a screenshot. So I think the Bucks like revealed some new merch on there or something. I mean, I mean yeah, we're getting the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa storyline. I don't know. It's like, again, it's like I'm just very cold on this rain. It's like then, I, 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 it needs. It certainly needs some hot sauce on it. That's the way I'm phrasing it. Yeah, it needs something to spice it up because it's just been a long time coming. And also, there's still this element of a Jamie Hater and Rebel. Just there again now I just, I just it's like I think I talked about this last episode it's just like I don't want to be sour on this but I just don't care mm. and and that's mo- and that's mostly because the booking 
all the storyline telling in 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 the reign of of Baker has been mediocre or mid. This there is the go. this is the most this is this is actually probably the proper way to say it. This is the most mid Britt Baker has felt as a as a character in AEW right now. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. When it's in the ring, she's she's great, absolutely mm. great. Yeah, agreed. I just I I I have just struggled to really actually have any interest in in the rain. I mean, we've had we've had some decent little matches with Ruby Soho. We've had had the Tycon T at all out. Was it full gear? I can't remember. Um, no, it was but otherwise, what, but otherwise, why should we care? Yeah, it's like, I, I hate to say it. Yeah, and the whole, the whole, re, the whole rebirth and Jamie Hayter stuff has just it started, it stopped, it disappeared, it came back. Cobra Kai is now there. What? Yeah, like, it, like, it, it does just feel very disjointed. It's like the way I, I look at it is periodically in AEW. When you look at all the main feuds on television, all the main things that are going on, there is something that gets lost in the shuffle. But mm. Most likely unintentionally, but just the way it's presented, something about it is off. At the moment, it's Britt Baker. The way Britt mm. Baker is just presented, something about something about it is off. That is just the way it is to mm. me. Yeah. Hopefully this is the start of things turning around. I'd like to see this as a start of things turn around and making the, the, the feud and, and mm. the belt, the belt reign actually means something. But because at the moment it's like it's it, you can have great matches, but if if things aren't linking up in a story to anything, if fact is like Kenny, we compare it to the to the Kenny's reign, for example. Kenny great matches, but at least the storyline and the feud felt nice nicely woven together. So things like they sort of gently they managed to blend from one to the other, for example. Mm. Whereas this has just been who can we put in this short feud for now? Oh, we'll just put that wrestler in. All right, fine. And it's just it just feels very disjointed. And I, yep. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. But yeah. No, no, I, I, mean, I, I agree. When 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 the when Jade Cargill's TBS championship reign seems a lot more cohesive at the moment than a women's championship. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about something which I know for a fact we're both looking forward to based on how it's shaping up so far. This being the face of the revolution ladder match. It's that traditional thing where I want to say the winner of the match gets a TNT title shot based on previous years. They, they, they get a title shot of some description, but they yeah. also have to climb up and grab the giant golden ring from but, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, wait, that's not right. But it's a giant golden <laughs> ring that looks like something from Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Yeah, or you could Maybe say gra- gonna... grabbing the brass ring. I think that's meant to be the play on the words there. Yeah. But, but it looks uh, like golden. It, it's, it's I, I know, right? You but. just want something to jump through it and go to a special stage. Exactly right. And the potential <laughs> of that happening this time... Maybe Wardlow, because he's qualified. Powerhouse yep. Hobbs is qualified. And so has one of the most recent signings in AEW, Limitless Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. His debut was wonderful. It was nice to see him back. And just, it was basically the match he had against Isaiah Cassidy was basically just like, a, here are the greatest hits sort of things that mm-hmm. in case you forgot Keith Lee could do, this is what Keith Lee could do. He can eat you across the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was just, great. He can just roll or kind of jump out the way. He can also just barge into you. He can also jump over ropes. Keith Lee's great. Was, 
The only thing that was missing was him fling, flinging as I cast it into the audience, at like Adam Cole and NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did that have been perfect? Um, but yeah, it's like they, they. I mean, it's like I think there were some little moments with like the commentary. It's like Tony Schiavone was just like having a mini meltdown. It's like look yep. at the size of him. It's like it's complete. We know he's a. We know he's a huge guy. We know he's a towering titan of the wrestling ring. But there's a lot of people out there who probably don't remember him or aren't even mm. really aware of what Keith Lee is as a presence. Yeah. And it was such a good debut. And the thing I'm just looking forward to is the fact that we're just going to get three giant hosses hoss of men pounding each other or throwing people across the ring in a ladder match. I think as Big E's pretty much coined it, big, meaty men slapping me. Yep. <laughs> but this it's does not raise the question, because I want to say there's normally six or seven people in this match. I think this is a six-person match, yeah. Yeah, and traditionally, I think someone's debuted in the match, because I think Ethan Page debuted in the match one year. Brian, I want to say uh, no, maybe... Brian Cage at a different event. Yeah. yeah, debuted. Yeah, Ethan Page only, did one had, year. Only two, they've only had two revolutions. Yeah, it might have been Brian Cage and Ethan Page. I, I don't remember. But one or the other debuted in the ladder match. I remember that much. Mm. So I guess it's a question of, is there going to be a mystery opponent? And what other people might be involved? Because you could easily put some of the more high-flying able people in there to get flung around onto ladders and such. Or just have the, or have the big men just throw a wrestler to each other. Like a ball, you know, that could be amusing. But I, I, either way, this is going to be a fun ladder match. I can't wait. It's going to, it is going to be fun. I think it'll be interesting to see who the other, the other six competitors are going to be. We're going to probably find out in the next, we're, we're about two weeks away from Revolution. So we hmm. we will find out very quickly. There'll probably be more qualifiers tonight, to be honest. Imminently. Exactly. Speaking of the TNT title, when I said that a few moments ago, it looks like after Sammy Guevara's successful title defense sands his eye injury he seemingly picked up, and that may become a thing. We'll find out more soon, mm. most likely. After beating Darby Allen, thanks to Andrade hitting Darby with uh, Jose, the, the assistant's iPad, which the commentators couldn't tell what it was, which I found quite amusing. It looks like Andrade now wants the TNT title. I am so up for a Sammy Guevara Andrade match because I want to see Andrade wrestle because so, he's so um, good. So Andrade has given up the dream of trying to to buy little boy Darby Allen <laughs> to, to, to buy Darby <laughs> Allen from Stink. It's like I want to. It's like I want to talk to your manager. I want to buy this young boy. <laughs> that sounds wrong. I apologize. It's just the way the it's just the way the backstage things were going. Yeah. It's like. I want to buy. I want to buy this. I want to buy him. It's like, are you okay, Andrade? Do you, have you not do you noticed that? How he, have you not noticed that how he keeps calling Sting Stink? <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I love it so much. It's great. Oh. But I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this match. I mean, I think from what um, Sammy Guevara has said, it's like during them his match with Darby, there was a moment when they were like on the ground, kind of hit, slapping each other in the face. And it seems like during one of those slaps, his eye got scratched. Ooh. And it was at the point, because I think this is documented on his vlog, actually, this week. Um, but mm. he was traveling home, and he literally couldn't open his, his either of his eyes. And if he opened the eye that was fine, it would make his other eye that got scratched really start hurting. Mm-hmm. So he was effectively traveling home blind, basically, which was, a, I bet, not a fun experience. And we'll see what happens with that. But either way... Really looking forward to that as a potential matchup. 
The other thing I am, I am, it's, it's sad, but I'm really, really liking it and the direction it's going in. The inner circle imploding. Oh, yes. Santana and Ortiz beat Jericho and Hager. I love the fact that Santana basically just beat Jericho with a clothesline. It was so good. But afterwards, Jericho just wanting to get his hands on Kingston. And Kingston really not want, like, just being like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, pardon my language. Uh, what the heck? But it's that thing of like Kingston initially was like, the heck are you doing? All right, you want to fight? I'll fight. But it was Jericho who was really, really ticked off at, at Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Like just really, really good stuff. Mm. I, I can't wait to see where this is going to go. One would assume, based on what's been announced for Dynamite tonight at the time we're, we're broadcasting and recording, we're going to get a face-to-face between the two of them. I can't yeah. wait for this. Yeah, it pretty much all signs signs a point to a, a Kingston versus Jericho revolution match. Hopefully, if, if Kingston's uh, Kingston's well enough at the time, but yeah, they've been building to this for some time. This is what that's what's going down. Which will be, be fun such to see. good fun. I can't wait. And finally, arguably one of the it, it was a it was a freaking home run shot of a promo from CM Punk on Dynamite when it came to him announcing the stipulation for his match versus MJF, announcing it was going to be a dog collar match. And the way he he weaved that entire promo was talking about how MJF was a massive fan, had a freaking picture of him from a signing and talking about like needing to bleed and whatnot, like Piper in Portland and what Everything mm. that he said, it was perfect. And the thing that just put the exclamation mark on it was MJF coming out with a microphone and he, he just, he couldn't say anything and just dropped the microphone and walked out. Perfect. Mm. So good. I'm really looking forward to this dog collar match. I kind of feel like this will be like the middle battle between them. So I, I sense this will probably be a punk victory at Revolution. Mm. And then we have like the final blow off maybe at Double or Nothing or in the run up to Double or Nothing or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I, kind, I kind of think as well, I kind of think as well, I think MGF will probably eventually be turning his attention towards the championship or AEW World Championship because, because it's like, I, I, I think it's almost time to, to really give him like a belt so he can really yeah. be hated by people. So, like, hypothetically, mm-hmm. and I'll use this as an opportunity to go on to what the current Revolution card is, as it were. Yeah. Because in the face of the Revolution ladder match... Wardlow is still, as things stand, an employee of MJF. Hmm. And if you win the match, you get a title shot. So what, and the the thing that was highlighted a a while ago at this point was that if Wardlow wins a title, he has to give it to MJF. What if Wardlow winning the ladder match, be it then the subsequent title match, he wins the belt or he hands the shot to MJF, is the reason that MJF gets a belt shot? Could be possible. I kind of, I kind of sense the Wardlow turn is coming though. It's so it's soon. Like, it's going to happen. It, 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 it either happens at Revolution or it happens after Wardlow probably wins. I think out of all the field, the Wardlow stands probably the main, the the, the strongest chance of winning the ladder match. Mm. To be honest, yeah, because it works. Because it's work from working from a storyline perspective. I mean, it'll be great to see Keith Lee pick up the the opportunity but i think from a storytelling perspective i think that will work quite nicely with the mgf story stuff yeah so, we'll so the 
So the other matches, just to quickly sum up the Revolution card, Adam Cole versus the other Adam, Hangman Page. For Battle the AEW. of the Adams. <laughs> for the Battle AEW. of the Adams. <laughs> Which the Adam a- is the most Adam, Jeremy? Is it the cowboy Adam who likes cowboy shit? Or is it the Adam that goes baby because he's all about the boom? Which Adam? The Adams are going to fight forever. The- for the Adam, AEW title. Adam Revolution. <laughs> Elsewhere on the card. Tag team title with three-way match. Jurassic Express defending against two other teams. Women's world title, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Dog collar match, CM Punk v MJF. This, this pay-per-view, mate, it, it's going to be a good one. Already it's building up and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to be in regardless, but I'm in. Which Adam is going to take it all? Adam takes all. But in terms of what is coming up on Dynamite and perhaps how things will advance, as mentioned, got one of the tag team battle royals. Mm-hmm. Kings of the Black Throne, that being Malachi Black and Brody King, taking on Penta and Pack. I am looking forward to this match. We've got the Jericho mm-hmm. and Kingston face-to-face, and apparently as well, because I forgot this was noted on Rampage, we've got the TBS title being defended, that being Jade Cargill versus The Bunny on Dynamite. I think there'll be another win for Jade. Yep. Also, shout out to Jade Cargill and her Riddler cosplay effectively on Rampage. <laughs> it was so good. Also, I've got to say, Jade Cargill with green hair looks freaking amazing. It, it worked mm. for me. That, that look worked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I think on so that is- note, mate, we are going to start wrapping up imminently. But before we do, there is one more topic that we want to talk about because it's like a sort of little fun thing just to to discuss before we wrap up. That being mm. the, the other big news of the week, and that is the, the, the Hall of Fame for WWE. The uh, I want to say the first inductee for this year yeah. has been announced. In, in my honest opinion, probably should be the only inductee for this year, quite frankly, mm-hmm. when you, if you really want to make it that one person. That being mm. The Undertaker. It kind yes. of feels obvious it was going to be that, given it's in Texas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, Undertaker being in the Hall of Fame seems right quite frankly it needs mm-hmm. to happen there is also part of me that literally just wants there to be a big build-up about what his speech is going to be it's going to be like they're thinking all the things he could talk about his entire career mm-hmm. and ultimately he just comes out and says finally i can rest in peace I mean, and then walks off didn't he kind of do that with his survivor series farewell where everyone got in the ring, even Kane in his full costume, where everyone else wasn't in a costume. <laughs> I mean, and the fact the fact is now now that we but they didn't do it in front of fans though. That was in the Thunderdome. I mean, considering we we we've got used to non kayfabe Taker just turning up and talking things about now. I it's again it's like there's still lots of weird it's like weird stories you kind of just really want to hear from him. So so it's like. Yeah, if you want to give him the mic for like 30 minutes after being inducted, do it. Be fun. Mm. Be fun. Maybe he'll talk about the Tigers again. Like this. For the benefit of our audio listeners, it's a picture of The Undertaker in a pool with a tiger. <laughs> both looking very cool. And this is from their um, their charity work, which again is, was, is in, very inspiring, but it's mm. just a fun picture. It's just The Undertaker going, this is a tiger. It's like, yes, Undertaker, but it's a tiger. So, okay, so it's a genuine question now. Mm. Who do you think slash you want to see induct him? 
Mm, that's a good question. Mm. There's quite a few. There's quite. A, I mean, you could probably you could make an argument for Kane, Glenn Jacobs to do it. Mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. Or Knox County, uh, sorry. Knox, not, Mayor of Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I am Johnny Knoxville. If Johnny no, Knoxville Johnny. inducted The Undertaker, there'd be a freaking riot. <laughs> You'd just be going and say, yeah, I'm here, to, I'm here to induct The Undertaker. Yeah, that's it. Remember that time <laughs> he broke his face? I've done that. <laughs> got set on fire. I've been done. I've done that. <laughs> He's been in a coffin, so have I. <laughs> I don't think he has actually. <laughs> but um, no, I would. I think Kane. Kane would be a good shout. Mick Foley would be a good shout. Yeah. Some of the le- some of the legends would be good shouts. Maybe Stone. Can Cold? I can I make my proposal? Go on. Vince McMahon. I mean, I, I part of me kind of thinks it may very well likely be Vince. Yeah, not necessarily... So I should clarify. It's not necessarily uh, I want to see Vince McMahon do it, mm. but I think in terms of someone who could emphasize from hit, from, a, from a business and personal perspective mm. how almost loyal of a servant, for want of a better phrase, The Undertaker yeah. has been to the history of the WWE, mm-hmm. I think Vince McMahon would almost be the, a right choice to do it. Yeah. I'm sure there are other people, like even Bret Hart might be a great person to do it, for example. Someone like of that mm. caliber who could talk really well about them and whatnot. But in terms yeah. of someone who has basically been there the entire time, mm. The Undertaker has been there and the various probably trials and tribulations that have happened. I think Vince McMahon is a good candidate for that. Like you say, Mick Foley is a logical shout. Kane is obviously a logical shout. They could, they could do, they could do like maybe if Austin. They, if, if if they really, if they really went for like, we're going to make Take of the Soul inductee this year. And again, you could. That's a good case for that to be the case. Mm. Um, you bring out numerous people. Bring out Foley to tell, tell stories. Bring out Austin to tell stories. Then bring mm. then then Kane, and then finish off events. So basically, some of the important people that he's had being important matches. I mean, heck, I mean, if Brock was up for speaking, Brock would be a good person to do some mm. talk as well because they've had some, they've had some big matches. Obviously, we've had the streak ending, but then you've got their, you've got like their really physical battles, like in the SummerSlam afterwards with the the famous mm. Undertaker laughing meme. Mm. Um, you've also got the Helen, the, the the two Helen Cell matches is really out, really kind of intense as well. So it's like there are there are again even Edge, yeah, Ed, Edge has had some good matches. Even Batista's had good matches. Cena's had matches. It's again, it's like there's there is a good there's you could you could there's possibly a good, there's a good plethora of people you could choose from. You could cultivate a really good sort of memory lane induction side of things for. Before Undertaker comes out, and if it, you, if you it would if almost you around, sorry, and if you build it, if you build it like that as a two-hour chair thing or an hour and a half thing of just saying of celebrating the Undertaker's career, I mean, for a character who's been in the WWE for thirty years, I think it's pretty much earned, to be honest. Mm. Another person or another way you could just do it, if we were, if it were hypothetically here, mm. was what if you treated it in the same way that you do a comedy roast. Not obviously to roast the Undertaker, but in, it's a way to get multiple people to speak about someone, and then it ultimately concludes yeah. with him giving like his speech. If you do it that way, that could actually be really good fun. And then he choke slams everyone. 
and just says, that's what you get for calling me. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it, it's really cool Undertaker is going in, regardless of what you do or don't think about WWE's Hall of Fame. It, Undertaker's one of those, those, just those people who you're like, yeah, they're, they're in. Yeah. Like, what do you mean think- they're not? What do you mean they're not in? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think regarding even with like sometimes trouble warfare between fans on online and stuff like that. I think I think something I hope a lot of fans can really agree on is like Taker is legendary. It's like mm-hmm. I mean even even only seeing him because I saw I'm, I, uh, I went to the recording of Raw in 2015 after Rollins had just tore his uh, ACL and had to relinquish the belt and the show finished with Taker and Kane carried on their feud with the Wyatt family and it's like. It's like, yeah, it wasn't like a match or anything, but to actually just see Taker in the ring, complete with the the dong and the full kind of entrance side of things, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like a bucket list thing for a fan, really. Mm-hmm. I think the only other sort of small little bucket lit, the small little bucket stuff at the top. I think the top one must be for me, kind of being in an arena when John Cena comes out, but that's just me. But in terms of like yeah. takers, takers up there as well, and I think to be absolutely to be able to actually just see the entrance or be in the auditorium or the arena when the entrance happens and stuff like that, even if it's just for a little bit, it's still quite special. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, I think that I've definitely seen Undertaker at least once live. I want to say it was when the Shield were really hot, mm-hmm. and they did a UK tour. And on that Raw, it was Kane and The Undertaker versus The Shield. Yeah. It might have been Danielson involved in there as well. Daniel Bride, excuse me. Um, mm. In like a six-man tag match. But I remember that being a thing. And I think there was like a follow-up match on the SmackDown taping the next night that I saw, which may have been Taker and Dean Ambrose. I don't remember yeah. fully off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen him at least once. Yeah, I was there for, I was there for the, the SmackDown recording that happened on the next day. Hmm. And basically, it was an it was a it was like just for the arena side of things, where basically Wade Barrett had come out because the previous night Wade Barrett had got into a fight with Wayne Rooney in the Manchester Arena, <laughs> and of uh, course, and kind and, and kind of lost that fight. So he came out just being all annoyed and sulky about it, and then Taker just came out and tombstoned him <laughs> and just said, Fair. "Stop talking." It's like you're annoying everyone, Wade. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, really, really cool. That Undertaker is going in. And from there, everybody, we are going to now start to bring this edition of Bunker Mania to a close. I believe next week, Ian, if memory serves, it will be our Revolution preview episode. Yes. So that will be yes. that will be Wednesday, second of March, from seven thirty PM UK GMT live here on Twitch. The week yep. after, we'll obviously be talking about what happened at Revolution, and then. No. Come like mid-March, because I know we originally had like a video games episode planned yeah. a, few, a few weeks back. We're going to try and dabble into that come like mid-March, because at that point, the new 2K game will be out. So that kind of seems like mm. an appropriate time to probably start yeah, doing something and- relating to that. So we're, we're sort of going back and forth on a few ideas, but I know you've got something up your sleeve you're thinking of currently. Yeah, I kind of, I was like, I have to admit, looking at some of the, the behind-the-scenes videos that they're sharing, it's like, I'm... I'm confident at the moment the game is definitely going to be miles better than 2K20. Which is, no. No, Whoa. no mean feat. No mean feat in itself. <laughs> but there, there's some stuff that I kind of would like to kind of play and dabble with. I like the idea of, of seeing GM mode again. 
maybe we can do a special stream on the Twitch channel where we are trying to, as co-managers, mm-hmm. try to try to run our own brand of WWE Let's do it. and see how that and see how that goes and kind of go. So it's like you can actually you can actually do your own custom manager. So if we were doing like a head-to-head thing, we could do like a custom character of me and a custom character of you. Mm. It's like you could look after you. What brand would you want to run? I, I don't know why I almost default to saying NXT UK just to be like you know you you can run NXT UK in the game yeah I mean because well, because a good portion do of I get to have it. Walter that's all I care about <laughs> no you mean Gunther no I'm sorry well, well Gunther Walter <laughs> well I'm well that means I'm just gonna have to, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to and now I can't run two or five live now it's now NXT next level up um, wait what. what? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! I have to break the news to Jeremy that Two Five Live is gone, and now we have NXT Level Up. They couldn't think of a better name than Level Up. But you're leveling up to two point oh, and then you go to the the roster, and then yeah, because look what happened the last time someone did that. <laughs> you know, budget cuts. That's all I'm gonna say. That no, that no, that's the new. That's that's the NXT 0.5. You go on the level up system doesn't work in. I know. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, you know what? We may come on to that another day, but everyone, thank you very much for listening and or watching and joining us, be you live or on the pre-recorded archive, as it were. Thank you very much for checking us out. If you want to find out more about Bunkerzilla UK, make sure you check out the Twitter and Facebook. You can search for Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter, search for Bunkerzilla on Facebook. You will find more information there. And of course, if you feel so inclined, like we said before, on your podcast platform of choice or on your video platform of choice, be it YouTube or Twitch, why not give us a follow and or a subscribe if you feel so inclined or leave us a rating if you'd like. We would really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And if people would like to get in contact with us in another way, sir, is there another way they can do that if they would like to? They certainly can. They can email us over with Bunkerzilla at... No, not Bunkerzilla. Let's do this bit again because I've got this wrong. It's live, baby. We'll wing it. Uh, so if you'd like to contact us by email, you can do so by sending your communications to bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk. That comes through to us and we can we can, we can can get your wrestling thoughts. Tell us what you're looking forward to about Revolution. Are you looking forward to WWE 2K22? And what do you think will make WrestleMania 38 the most stupendous thing in the world? More than thirty, go. more than thirty-eight minutes of wrestling. There definitely will be more than thirty-eight minutes of wrestling. If we're gonna, I will be shocked if we have an eight-hour weekend marathon of wrestling from WWE, and we have but two hours of wrestling. But knowing WWE, that's what could possibly happen. Your words, Stupendous. not mine. Stupendous. So before we sign off completely, let's just make sure that no critical news is broken while we've been on the air. Because uh, there's, uh, looking very briefly, there is talk about a potential appearance from someone on Dynamite tonight. Uh, for the sake of not spoiling it for people, I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but in, in other news, Rikishi's getting his own comic book. What? <laughs> Yep, this is just a. This is a media production company Anime Hip Hop has circulated a press release announcing that Rikishi will soon be the star of his own comic book called Kishi and the Island of Dreams. It's set to release this summer. That's uh, that's the news that's popped up on Ringside News. Just oh, now. there you go. 
Now you can there get to see go. Rikishi. I wonder if you get to see Rikishi's posterior in comic form, forever etched into the into the pages of comic time. It kind of has an avatar. Looking at the picture I see on the website at the moment, it kind of has like an Avatar Last Airbender vibe to it. That's on that note, everyone, we're bringing the show to a close. <laughs> I don't want to think He's about like, that whatsoever. That was hearsay. <laughs> you just really like that was hearsay. I was like, no, no, Ian, don't you say those things. Don't you say those words. Ladies and How gentlemen, dare you. <laughs> from myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton, thank you very much for checking out this edition of Bunker Mania. We'll be back next Wednesday evening, that being the 2nd of March, 7.30pm GMT, live on Twitch. Until then, take care and speak to you soon. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.